Emil, you revealed something I feel I should have been told before I signed a contract for this job. Oh. Yesterday. Oh, what? The terms of my non-disclosure agreement? <laughs> I thought we were off mic when I told you that. The fact that you don't like avocado. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I so- <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Got some palpitations for a second there. Um, uh, yeah, you don't like Evo. No. You strike me as someone who would. What? But, um, <laughs> Whoa, hold I on. Don't, I what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. Just seem like an avocado guy, huh? Yeah, an av- Emil the avocado Emil guy the avocado. just rolls off the tongue. But our wonderful social media lovely lady Liv chucked up on the old Instagram a question asking people if they were Avo lovers or Avo haters. And at the time that I checked it, the last time I checked it, uh, 69% said yes, they are Avo lovers, but then 31% said they're Avo haters, which again, the results astound me. Well, I mean, the Avo is a polarising fruit, you know. I just don't understand why. Like, because you're, you're an Avo lover, mm. and that's, fi- that's fine. I, I, I don't think that you're wrong, you know. I just, mm. it doesn't speak to me. Mm. Isn't it interesting that I can feel that way, and then yet when I say I don't like olives, everyone gets up in arms, and I'm, I'm projecting. Olives these polarising, I think, by and large, than, than avocados. But, um, boy, hey, there is a whole episode in this for <laughs> an unspecified time in the future. But for today, kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Flu season, it's already here. Why that's weird and what you need to know about it. Also, the stars of Ted Lasso joined one of our colleagues for a chat. I'm upset that it wasn't me. But we've got a sneak preview of that interview. We're also going to meet the scientist who discovered 26 new species of worm and now needs to name them all, of course. And plus, Ed Sheeran is in court for the third time. Why? Well, you will need to listen to find out and also to hear Emo hum. <laughs> I love it. I love a cliffhanger of a headline there. We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. A wee public... Well... A big public service announcement, really, isn't it, to start the show today? If you haven't got your flu jab, I haven't yet, but I promise I will, go and get it now. Go and get it. <laughs> go and get it. Yeah, flu season is already getting started, and some of our health authorities are a bit worried about the strains we've got in Aotearoa, some exotic ones that we haven't actually seen for quite a long time. Dr. Su Huang is a virologist and the director of the World Health Organization National Influenza Centre at ESR. Gee, that's a mouthful. Tell us, first of all, is this flu season a bit different to others we've seen in the past? Yes, it started very early. It started in April. Um, I've been working in flu area for the last 25 years, and I have never seen a flu start so early and increased at the high activity uh, in April. So it is quite unusual. Do we know why it started so early? Is it perhaps, you know, a fallout from the pandemic and lockdowns? Our, our bodies are unable to cope with, with the flu at the moment? Yes, I think you you spot on. That is the situation. You know, the, currently we have seen influenza A, 
H1N1 virus and also influenza B virus. So two strains are co-circulating in our community. And we haven't seen those two viruses for the last four or five years because of the COVID pandemic. We, you know, had a border closure. Uh, we actually stopped the virus coming into our country for quite some time. And because of that, our population has a low immunity. And so compounding there, our vaccination rates definitely are not where we want them to be at the moment. Absolutely. This is something really we wish people to go book themselves for the flu vaccination soon. In that way, they can protect themselves uh, because flu vaccination is the most effective tools against the flu infection. And so can you tell me a little bit about your job? I understand it that you monitor flu, you monitor flu strains, and then it's sort of you choose what vaccines we need? Yes. As you know, flu is really unpredictable. Which strain circulating? What is the predominant strain? We need to understand that. That's why we have this uh, laboratory over the last 50 years, in fact, actually nearly 70 years by now. In the end, we choose a vaccine which matches very well with the circulating strains. Because only when the vaccine strain match well, that would elicit the best immune response from us. Su Huang, thank you so much for your time. In case you didn't hear me say it earlier, go and get your flu vaccine. I didn't get my flu vaccine last year and the flu hit me 1,200 times worse than COVID ever has. Really? I was so ill. I was so ill. It, it, it always, well, I mean, it's not funny, but like, you know how sometimes <laughs> people <funny>. talk about... <laughs> Sometimes people talk about colds and the flu as being like almost one and the same. Oh, no, no, They are not no. one and the same. When you've got the flu, you know you've got the flu. Absolutely not. I was so ill for days. Oof. You want to give it to them one more time? Go and get your flu vaccine! I leant back for that one, so hopefully I didn't break anyone's eardrums. Amo, do you watch Ted Lasso? Do I watch Ted Lasso? <laughs> I already knew the answer to that question. You already know. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the pod before as well. I love Ted Lasso. Jamie Tut do 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 Jamie Tut do 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 Jamie Tut do 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 Jamie Tut. Obviously. What do you love about him, Emma? Tell me. Well, he's got a great theme song first and foremost, but he is—he's a complex character, you see, because he's so obnoxious and he's a bit of a dick, but he's just a child at heart. Well, it's funny that's how you think of him, Imogen, because the man who plays him admits that that is also his favourite thing. This is um, Phil Dunster, a.k.a. Jamie Tart, and he spoke to Zoe George for this week's episode of Stuff's sports podcast, The Podium. Here's a clip here. It's exactly me. I just That's just who I am. Just everybody hates me. It's very easy to play, actually. I think a lot of actors like playing the, that person because it's just, it's fun to play with. But also it's the way that he was that guy. He was, it's because he was just really honest about how he felt and how he felt wasn't necessarily like a good or uh, helpful thing to anybody else other than himself. But like, I don't know, I kind of loved that about him that he was just, he was just an assertive person, which I am not. I don't think I've ever been more jealous of anyone in my entire life. But you can join me in jealousy and we can all jealously listen to the full interview on this week's The Podium. That'll be out at around lunchtime today. 
Headline clicks in Imogen Wells. Scientists have discovered bing, bing, bing. 26 new worms in Porirua. There's nothing that city can't do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's a wonderful city. Uh, someone actually the other day referred to it as a suburb. And I was like, no, no, no. Oh. Do not rob Porirua of its yeah. city status. Sensitive um, subject. It's only and... adding to that great place. Wow. 26 worms. I really like the image of all of these worms crawling around for hundreds and hundreds of years and nobody really deciding to sort of pick them up and study them. And then mm. all of a sudden, um, you know, in 2023, some researchers being like, hey, you know what? We should study these little guys. And then them all being like, yay, you found Yeah. Us. Wow. <laughs> Actually, we, we did want to know a, a lot more about this. So we've got Daniel Leduc on the line. Daniel was one of the marine biologists who was involved in this research. Daniel, kia ora, welcome to the show. Good morning. So, uh, Daniel, how do you go about discovering a new worm? Uh, it's very easy. In New Zealand, anyway, you just um, go to your local beach or your local inlet, uh, grab some uh, a handful of mud or sand, and bring it back to the lab and then look at it under a microscope and find lots of worms. And then you put them on slides and find out that uh, most of them have don't have a name. Did you know Porirua was going to be a gold mine? Well, most places are a gold mine in New Zealand. So um, Porirua was a choice that I made because, well, it's quite a nice environment to, to work in and it's quite accessible as well. Why? Is finding 26 new worms important? We, we look at the inlet and we see the big things like the birds and uh, maybe the fish or the cockles and the snails and things like that. Uh, but they're actually only part of the picture in terms of biodiversity. And in terms of the ecosystem, they're important because they do um, they act a, a lot like earthworms in your garden, you know, so they churn over organic matter and make things more productive. And by the way, there's about a million of them per square meter of sediment on average. Daniel, is one of the worms going to be named after you? Yeah, I get that question a lot when I tell people that I find new species, but it, that would be poor form to name a, a species after yourself. So You could call them Daniel Leduc, then, you, then there's Daniel Leduc the second, Daniel Leduc the third. <laughs> yeah. We could go right up to 25. <laughs> um, in theory, I could, but uh, my, my colleagues would, would, would not look on this very well. And um, what you do, what happens is that you name species after other people. So if you know of someone who is worthy of a worm, um, I've, named, I've named worms after my family members. My daughter has one. Um, for example, my sisters both have one. Um, not everyone takes it as a compliment <laughs> when it's a when it's a worm species, <laughs> but it is. That's how I mean it. I would love to have a worm named after me. Would you? I would. Imagine worm wells. I'd rather have like a, a tiger. Daniel LeDuc, thank you so much for your time. What would you name a worm, Emil? Wormy McWorm face. Oh, is that Boaty McBoak face reference? Is that the UK? The boat? Is it the UK or Australia? No, it was definitely a boat. It was a Queen's boat or something, wasn't it? It was something of one of the new Royal Fleet. It was a big fancy boat. A great name for any creature, of course. Mm -hmm. Bean. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I wonder, actually, someone, if you're, a, you know, someone could do us a huge favour here and just go back and find every single reference to my little Yeah, little we'll put it out Bean. as a bonus episode. To know how, many, how many times um, I have said his name. But we also want to know what you would name a worm. Should you be in the position of Daniel and left needing names for 26 different 
worms. What would you call them? Or just one? And we could maybe even send him a few suggestions. I can't promise he'll follow through on them. But, you know. You never know. Something to get his creative juices flowing. He can only have so many family members, right? Email them to us, newsboyatstuff.co.nz, or drop them on the Insta. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos, and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Elgin Wells, what words come to mind when I say the name Ed Sheeran? Banger creator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I noticed that neither of those two words is criminal. No, of course not. Why would it be? Well, because Ed Sheeran, the goblin troubadour king himself, is uh, in court at the moment fighting one of my very favourite genres of accusation, music plagiarism. He's being sued by the heirs of musician and songwriter Ed Townsend, who co-wrote a very famous song called Let's Get It On that was performed by Marvin Gaye, if you're familiar with that song. Ah, yes, the sexy song in the rom-coms when everything's getting sexy. That's right, yes. And the claimants (laughs) say it is obviously ripped off by Ed Sheeran's song Thinking out loud. Ah, so let's get it on. It's a sexy song. This one's the corny song when everyone's getting married and things like that in the rom coms. That's exactly exactly right. Yeah. So are they similar? Should we listen to them and compare and contrast? Well, that's where we run into a wee roadblock here, according to stuff legal representatives. Uh, No, we can't because New Zealand's music copyright laws when it comes to podcasts are complicated and nebulous and. Nobody wants us to get the company sued. So, no, we cannot listen to the songs uh, annoyingly. But what we can do mm-hmm. is we can play the chord progression um, because our audio wizard, Connor, has gone into his music den and uh, whipped up a MIDI file of the chord sequence for us. Here it is. Okay, so should we try humming a wee tune a random wee tune, say, for legal purposes. It's not actually a song, of course. Just a tune that comes to mind? It might have been one of the tunes that we mentioned. But it also, it isn't one of those tunes that we mentioned, though, is it? It's not. It's not. But it, I think that's a great idea, just hum a wee tune over the, over the top of this. How about that? It was just a random tune. Gee, you, you have such a delightful hum, Mo. Thanks so much. I made that one up myself. Yeah, I, gee, you, mm. you have a d- beautiful ear. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> just a, I'm shall just I a maybe, banger um, creator, if you will. Shall I maybe hum, hum a, 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 different, a different tune? Why don't you hum a tune? Do you think this is, I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's... Um, mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
you. Gee, I was really feeling that. Yeah, you really were. I wasn't I was sure how long it. that was going to go on for. You can see me. Was I grooving out to that too? I you was were. Feeling. Your eyes were closed. Yeah. I mean, sounds similar. They do sound pretty similar, don't they? They do sound pretty. Well, it, it's just the chords though, right? It's just the chords though, yeah. The chords, the chords sound similar. Yeah. Do you think Ed might be in a bit of trouble? Well, this isn't the first time he's been sued now that you've brought this up, is it? it? He's been mm. sued for plagiarism twice before. Uh, in 2022, over Shape of You, he won that. Um, and in 2016, over his song Photograph. Photograph, depending on how you like to pronounce that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was settled out of court. So, third time's a charm, I don't know. Does that, third time's a charm. Yeah, <laughs> Does well, that I mean, apply in musical plagiarism cases? He knows how, he knows how it goes, that's for yeah. sure. I actually, I said before that this is one of my favourite genres of court dispute, um, and it is, and I have a fun fact for you on this, which is that... Oh, um, it's not even Fun Fact Friday. I know, but um, you know the song Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve? Yeah. The one that doesn't go dun 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, um, mm-hmm. for a long time, they never made any money out of that song because yeah. uh, they ripped the string line from the Rolling Stones. And so uh, until 2019, when when the Verve got the copyright to that song back, every penny that it made, 100% of all of the money that it made, went straight into Mick Jagger and Keith Richards' pocket. Wow. There you go. It's Fun Fact Thursday again. Fun Fact Thursday again. I knew you loved that name so much. I should have known you were going to slip a fun fact in on every Thursday. Mm, I'm nothing if not predictable. I've just quickly Googled some more facts about Ed Sheeran in this case. His legal team say that no one owns basic musical building blocks Mm. because we know that most pop songs follow the same. Very similar chords, yeah. They love a G, an A, an E minor, and a D. Ain't that the truth? We'll see how this one turns out, I guess. And, of course, we'll have all the details for you once we know more. But on that note, that's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Remember, you can follow us on social media if you want to stay up to date with us on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content and special apps and so on and so forth. You can find us on Insta and TikTok. Just search up at NZ. And also remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating or review. It helps other people find our pod. And we'd also just really, really appreciate it. Have a great day. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz slash support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.